Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have the lady behind the door. Uh, so this creepypasta is by Tower um, on, creep- on creepypasta.wiki, or at least that's who's credited. So I would assume that's that's them, but there's no there's no hyperlink on Tower. <laughs> uh, to that's all I know about them is that they were their their username is Tower. Um, but I guess we'll dive right into the lady behind the door. So a group of friends are driving south from Jersey late at night, and the driver asks his friend Gabe in the passenger seat to talk and converse to keep him up. Uh, we don't really get a name for, for, for the, uh, the narrator. So Nair is going to be the name. You're wrong. Do we actually get a name? Fuck. His name is Jack. God damn it. Pretty early on too. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked too. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, fine. Um, Safe to assume that most or Nair, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. So the driver's name is Jack. Um, he asks, uh, "What?" Gabe. Oh no, no, I'm looking at like what I wrote for the synopsis. Oh. <laughs> he asks, "Okay, yeah, no, it was like he asks he ever." <laughs> um, uh, he asks Gabe if he's ever experienced something spooky or paranormal uh, as a topic of conversation specifically because he's falling asleep. Yeah. Um. Gabe brings up uh, his this childhood experience with shadow people with real people hair. Um, the the shadow things showed up in a, in in Gabe's room while he was asleep, or no, while he's lying awake at night and there uh, and listening to his parents yelling downstairs. Um, there was a also a, this large. Smash Brothers. Hmm? They're just playing Smash Brothers, probably. Yeah, clearly that's it. <laughs> like, just negate the fact that uh, a couple of years later, his dad uh, walked out on his family. <laughs> yeah, because he kept losing all the time. <laughs> like, fuck this game. His wife kept hit, kept picking freaking uh, Kirby every time. Yeah, just like fuck this game. You win, Barbara. You win. I'm out of here. <laughs> broken home or broken toys for your broken home. <laughs> Oh no, wow! It, it, <laughs> I like how we're making light of a of a of a real world tragedy thing, <laughs> or not a real world. Like, there, like, I, I have to say things. I, I understand. <laughs> um. So anyway, the these shadow creatures show up uh, while he's like listening and all that stuff, and there was this larger one uh, that's more imposing than the others. Like it seems to be like the boss. Um. Suddenly, uh, Gabe has entered the boss level. <laughs> totally. Um. Uh, and it's this lady be- behind the door. Credits. There we go. Done. I did it. Don't have to do that anymore. No. Um, and and she wants to take Gabe away because he smells delicious. Um, while the story was going on, uh, this, the radio kept crackling to life at full volume <laughs> uh, and interrupting everyone in the car. Um, there are also two girls in the car uh, in the back seat. Um, Jack's sister and a friend did i get that one right (laughs) yes okay um by the end of the story uh gabe has become very intense about the experience like he's like hammering like we're he's hammering he's um punctuating words by like by hammering the uh the, the dash and stuff of the car um and and creeping um jack out so he decides to calm down the situation by offering to just keep driving and they'll eventually stop it at a motel. Uh, and they do at, uh, near Georgia. Um, and then when they get up that morning, they find Gabe's legs up in a dumpster behind the waffle house next door. Dun, dun, Finn. So, so yeah, that was, that was the story. Hmm. All about how 
Gabe's life got turned right upside down. Literally. Oh, wow. I was like, wow, I was surprised I kept that, that, that string of thought going long enough. Yeah. And that was well Damn. done. There. I'll, I'll give you a little. Oh, thank you. A little bit of applause there. <laughs> um. All right. So on to everyone's favorite segment. Everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. Um. So we're going to start with this one. That was always a good topic. If two people need to stay awake through the night. Um. So this is a nitpick, but I feel like uh, it should be. Um, uh, always a good topic if two people needed to stay awake through the night. Just add the uh, kind of a past tense. Yeah. Um, oh, is this in the past? Well, it, that was, which is a past tense verb. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, then yeah, you would continue it, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like it, it probably could be need, um, but needed see sound to me it sounded better <laughs> uh when i first came across it so and then moving on to the next one i could hear i could hear them say carry on my way would radio the radio turned on without warning um i feel so again another kind of like nitpicky thing here i feel like the second i could hear them say like right before the the, the words to uh to wayward son kick in I feel like they don't, they're not necessary. Like, I feel like uh, we could have like that. The initial one was like, I could hear. And then, and then, oh, wait, is that, it is dialogue, but. Well, the, you don't understand the second I could hear them say is the radio. Oh, fuck. No. Yeah, you're right. No, it is. That is the, that is part of the lyrics to Wayward Son. (laughs) Shit. Well, I, I know, but however, it goes like. He's saying like I could hear, I could hear them say, and then I believe it cuts in there because "Carry on my wayward" is like single. Um, no, it isn't. It's not. It's not entirely. Uh, carry. Hmm. Yeah, you're right because there is a single quotation uh, before "carry," which is what threw me off. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was the start of it, and like that's right, well, what you hear from the music. If that's the wrong. case. Like if that is the case, I feel like maybe then just I could hear should be removed, and then just have it like cut in like them say, "Carry on my wayward son." Like I, I don't know, just the repetition, well, yeah, kind of threw me off a little bit. Like obviously, like we're having this discussion, <laughs> so it was off. not clear enough that we we are having this discussion in the first place. Yeah, it's yeah. not clear that this is supposed to be like the full version of the song. So, mm. so that said, it is a good song, and I give them kudos to having that show up in the song or having them show up in the in the pasta. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess a better way to do it would be like saying you can continue the the doubling up even if you wanted to do that because that's how the character talks. Ha ha, funny joke. Um, yeah. I can hear. <laughs> Actually, I've been okay. Quick aside, I've been doing. I've been actually posting a bunch of shit on a Redbubble. Uh-huh. I forgot. I haven't done that one yet. I need to like get sit down and like and like set that one up. That one has to go on 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 a t-shirt soon. Totally. Yeah. Um. It happens to a repeat. So I could hear. I could hear them say, and then at that point, end the quotation and go. The radio suddenly turned on full blast. Carry on my way, way. And then from yeah. that, right, just so you could clearly see the distinction between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have helped. Yes. Mikey, do you have any objections? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I just imagined that. No. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> snurf, snurf. <laughs> snurf, snurf. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. That's great. Um, on to the next one. Sorry about that. My elbow must have hit the dial. So this is dialogue. <laughs> However, I'd have used must have as in like M-U-S-T um, apostrophe V-E. Like the short, like to kind of like cut in like have, m- must have into like a contraction. Because the it's way it's... Too re- proper. Well, the way it is in this, it's like it's not even the correct... It's just like kind of like how you'd sound it out. Like must of. <laughs> not... Yeah, not the and he's speaking. Actual. I know, but 
it's and I again this is why I said it, I, this is why I prefaced this with it, it is dialogue, but um I feel like uh the correct way to do this in a story, like to put this in a story for the uh, for dialogue would have been um the the contraction must have, which is a contraction to must have. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, on to the next one. Um, why you're so pink and cute, comma? How do you th- like to come home with me? Uh, so that first, like that, why you're so p- uh, pink and cute? I feel like there should be a comma between why and your. Like why, comma? You're so pink and cute, comma? How do you like to come home with me? Because as it is, there is no comma in there, and it kind of just seems like, why you're so pink and cute? <laughs> it's almost like it's a question. Yeah, exactly. But it's supposed to be like, uh, like why? Why, dearie? <laughs> like, that kind of like connotation. Yes. Uh, mm. And then my, next, my last one is uh, Gabe pounded the would not and stop out on the passenger side of the dashboard. Uh, and then dashboard is one word, um, usually. So, and, and that's my grammar acquisitions. So, Mikey, do you have anything? Um, well, I have an it story, but I, I essentially have two it stories. Uh, one <laughs> is uh, the regular one, and then one has dialogue, because the dialogue makes it so much longer. I got you. So it's, it's okay. It is. Yeah. You know what? I, I, was, I was about to fight you on that, but I, that would come, I'd, I'd definitely be coming off as a hypocrite if I did. Uh, so we got an it, it chapter. Have. So we have an it chapter one and an it chapter two. Sounds good to me. Okay. And now an it chapter one and an it chapter two. With Mikey, the E stands for evil. Take it away. It was night, and two guys in a classic car traveled down a lonely stretch of I-95 in Pennsylvania. It was not over the dream. I have had weirder. In part one. Uh, It was night, and two guys in a classic car traveled down a lonely stretch in I-95 in Pennsylvania. It was trippy. It was like the hair was three-dimensional, and the rest of them was two-dimensional. It felt like when a dog licks your toes. Its thin shadow was stretching out from behind my bedroom door. It said... Dear soul, you have grown so much. Why, you're so pink and cute. How'd you like to come home with me? I could dress you up with gravy. Look at those crinkles on your forehead. You look just like a juicy jelly donut. The powdery dough is always the best part of a fresh-baked donut. It was not over the dream. I have had weirder. In part two. Alrighty then. That changed it quite a bit. Um, also, I just realized the um, yeah the at the beginning there. Um, yeah, those guys that they're driving pa- in front of them are straight up the Winchester brothers. So there's the story is just like rife with supernatural uh, Easter eggs. I don't know what that means. So the the TV show Supernatural is a monster of the week. Um, paranormal like monster hunting series about these two brothers who are going ac- uh, across America in an old sc- old style uh, car um, and most of the music is like classic rock like Carry On My Wayward Son <laughs> and actually, that's in, I think in fact that's one of the, the more famous uh, songs from that the, uh, is in the show oh. um, and yeah just the description that is given of the of the 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 people driving in front of them, it's like that's straight up the Winchester brothers. <laughs> so somebody I think somebody's a fan. <laughs> Probably the case. Yes. Also that second it story changed it quite a bit because it was like they're driving down the highway and then yeah. 
they are the shadow creatures. And then there's just like a door laying in the back seat that has this like other creature come out of it talking to them. Yeah, it gets very gonzo, like very like surreal by the yeah. end of that story. Very um, also, I love your uh, your uh, your voice for uh, for for the for the lady behind the door. <laughs> the very like drawn out and like oh, you have so you look so delicious. Probably it was very. Uh, it was a very uh, nice distinction between because um, I like I was like, is he just like trying to like read that like read it out <laughs> and then like then you finished it like that, that, <laughs> kinda and then and then you started reading it oh no that's he was doing a voice that's actually okay that was actually really good <laughs> you were gonna give him shit but now you're giving him props so yeah <laughs> funny how that those two things happen <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah all right mm-hmm. so uh gamer do you have anything in uh grammar in yellow um, yes, it's more of an overarching uh, grammar-related discrepancy. Sure. Um, the thing that I noticed it on was the opening. So, um, <clears throat> it's... Might as well just read it, because it's pretty short. It was night, and two guys in a classic car traveled down a lonely patch of I-95 in Pennsylvania. The one in the passenger seat had a pensive look about him. The driver reached down to fiddle with the radio. They slowly pulled ahead of me squinting through the darkness and the bug-dotted windshield of my eight-year-old Isuzu, I observed a blue bumper sticker with the words in white Hillary 08 on it. God damn it, I hate those guys. So, at first, when I read that, it sounded like it was a narrator just describing the scene and not actually in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when I went, they slowly pulled ahead of me. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is first person now in in the moment. <laughs> Sorry, I thought... I, noir. <laughs> Yeah, I, at that point, it's first person, but I still thought it was in the past, actually, because it said um, it was saying was right before that. I'm like, okay, so this is now a first person story told in retrospect. But then the switches to current, like yeah. in the moment when they're talking. Like, I I kind of like it in a way because the way I I was like envisioning that that's that's it's basically like a movie scene where it's like. You think the characters are these guys that we're like looking at uh, from like their rearview mirror, like as they're like tinkering in their car and driving, and then it pans beyond that, like pans behind them, zooms and suddenly into like the back of their head, like a video game. Exactly, zooms into the, <laughs> zooms into the driver of the of the car behind that car, and we're that guy now. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's what it felt over like. Now the gameplay started. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was an interesting. I I think it was an interesting. Uh, way to go but yeah it is kind of weird <laughs> we focused on those guys over there and then suddenly yeah which is oddly uh, appropriate for all this car related things but yeah, yeah. Um, I had an issue with that section too uh, but my solution was to just sort of break it up because the first section is talking about the guys in the classic car and then yeah sort of end it with they slowly pulled away from me and then start a new paragraph talking about being in in his own car, right? Yeah, that would help a little bit. Yeah. That being said, the first paragraph would be two yeah. sentences. <laughs> yeah. I mean um, flesh it out like the car the classic car was alright then. Either way. So basically regardless things can be done to improve it, but that's the end of my grammar in yellow. Ah, fair enough. Uh, also, my guess is that that classic car is an Impala, <laughs> since I just remembered what the Supernatural car was. <laughs> sure, the car from Supernatural, not the car that it, not that the car has supernatural powers. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, on to actual thoughts. Uh, so this is in regards to the Shadow People. So, shadows, man, shadows. But not like those stories on the internet. They had hair, like people hair. They were flat to the wall, except for the hair. It was like the hair was three-dimensional, and the rest of them was two-dimensional. They had different colored hair, too. I mean, black and brown, normal people colors, but some of them weren't people shapes. They did have people hair, though. They all did. So reading this part, like this descriptor of like the the, the shadow folk, um, 
I really like these creatures, like as a as an idea for for something. Like they they're like shadow people and J horror ghosts rolled into one. Um, with a, they're they're both they they both come off as silly and kind of scary to me. <laughs> um, so it, it it could be really. I feel like they could be used in like um uh, in more than just one horror story. Um. And the lady herself uh, is a cool like alpha. So we it, it insinuate like they it's she's described as like the like the, uh, the the most dominant one of the the group. Like all the other ones uh, like cower from her and stuff. So it kind of insinuates almost like a pack order and like a kind of an ecology to them. Um, yeah, I just I feel like they could really be used in something, um, like like either in like a game or in like more stories like as like the the shadow people with like that have like human hair mm-hmm. where they're focused more on and it's not just a little flashback yeah exactly it's happening in the moment yeah and i i do have some thoughts on that later on in my thoughts uh which i'll get to in a second um but on to my next section here uh actually no it's this part here <laughs> um uh, the night after our chat in the car, we spent the night uh, in some shit motel in northern Georgia. In the morning, we found Gabe's feet up in a garbage bin behind the Waffle House next door. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> like, that's the end of the story. Like, that, that that's where the story leaves off. It's just like, they uh, after the spooky story, they found Gabe's feet up in a garbage bin. And it was like, that is actually kind of creepy to end off on and is a perfect example of a classic fireside spooky story styled creepypasta like the kind of ghost story that someone would tell at a campfire store at a campfire um and also classic old creepypasta kind of like genre that said this could just be the start of a longer story about these creatures like maybe because he he brought up late the lady um, he brought attention back to himself, and now his friends are the new targets. Uh, it could be an investigation, um, also a good a good seed into a into a uh, like a, a game scenario where the friends look into why their friend was found uh, dead. I assume, unless he just they just passed out and and he woke up in the garbage bin. <laughs> For some reason, like I like, got like four different possibilities for the ending. When I get there, yeah. like we could have had like a hangover scenario where like they just they don't recall why they were woke up the way they woke up <laughs> and where. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and you could play it up like a slasher ghost monster, like Japanese ghost monster flick um, from like the last few decades. Like it, I feel like there's this is like just the start of a story, but it, it it's the end. In fact. Um, uh, and I also have like a little bit of a kitchen segment, um, uh, game idea wise. Like if you wanted to use this as like the, uh, basically the, in- the intro scene to a game, like, uh, y'all are in, in a car driving late at night and, uh, the driver, uh, and like one of you guys asks the other one, like to like keep them up or talk. And then the NPC character, Gabe, uh, relinquishes this, like this whole, uh, story about the, the shadow people with, with normal hair. And then the next morning after the motel, uh, once uh, basically end off that scene with the motel and waking up in the, and then Gabe's gone. And then when you guys go looking for them, you find him like his body in the dumpster or in a garbage bin behind the, the waffle house next door. Uh, and then that's where the story kind of takes off. It's like, what the fuck happened? Like why? <laughs> um, and that could be done in uh, games, in RPGs like fear itself. Um, little fears. If you wanted to go, if you want to like boost it up to like the teenage years, um, as well as uh, uh, as well as basically like Call of Cthulhu and and those ones. Also, I kind of want to use this one of these 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 shadow monsters as a monster, either as a friend or a foe in Little Fears or Monster and Other Childish Things. So, like as a monster antagonist in Little Fears, um, because the 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 story happens when the kid is like young. And also, I kind of want to make these one like make the uh, the lady behind the door as a monster friend in Monster and Other Childish Things, <laughs> just because of how like just silly 
silly spooky the uh the the premise of a of a shadow person with with human hair is so yeah that's that's my that's my thoughts on on this story it's it it, it kind of it's short sweet but i want to know more <laughs> so mikey these deads for evil your thoughts all right um i feel like the ending could have been better uh, we have foreshadowing of. Ah, the... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we of uh, the um, shadow monsters saying his face looks like a donut. So <laughs> at the end, I was expecting his body to be found with his face eaten off. Yeah, that that's what it, I, you know what. Yeah, that would have made the ending a lot more like sinister. Yeah. And I mean, why is it behind a waffle house? Why isn't it behind a donut house? Um, yeah, I was kind of <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Did you guys hear that? Only when you're speaking. Okay, Maybe a little bit like tapping. Yeah, my niece is uh trying to get in. I locked the door. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. It's fine. So. Though. Um all right, so anyways, continue. Sorry. Yes. Um yeah. donut donut uh donut shop instead of a waffle house. I mean, a waffle house basically is a donut shop in in the states, but yeah, I I understand like it would make more sense or if the, maybe if like he uh she had um said like, "Oh, you're just like a waffle." <laughs> <laughs> or a crepe. Like something to tie it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like haphazardly chosen locations yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, because it did kind of, to me, it kind of came a little bit out of Left Town. I love Left Town. It's the best town. Mm-hmm. However, you do have strange choices there. Yes. Very out of the way choices. Mm hmm. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Like that, that would definitely make it more uh, sinister if his like face had just been bitten off, um, or if he just had like a hole in his head, <laughs> like where his face would be. They took his donut hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that would be like just as creepy. Just like some his face. He was missing his face. It was just a hole there. Now it just looked like a. Oh God. A donut. <laughs> okay, in that situation, would um, would you say a creepy pasta has made a donut creepy? Yes, one hundred percent. Compared compared to like that old episode where like a sunflower, you didn't get it. I tried fighting you for hours on it, and you didn't understand why he was creepy. Okay, sunflower. <laughs> I I say that in theory. Yeah, that's you know that's actually a good example. Like this. This actually kind of boils down to like what makes something scary. It's objective, like, and also theory versus practice. Like we're theorizing that this would be scary, but yeah. I think, like, yeah, I think like you bring that the sunflower back up. That's like what happens when like the theory meets practice, mm-hmm. and it's suddenly been fleshed out. And like, why did I think that a sunflower would be scary? <laughs> kind yeah, of I did. I, I know well, you did, and it's also perspective. Then, like in that in that angle, because like I think that this scene would be would be spooky. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. I'd also think it would be kind of like have a little element of silliness. But I mean, that's also like the the double edge um, of the uh, of of a cream pasta or of spookiness is like it's just one side away from being silly, <laughs> depending and on the, the context. Ups- the upside of this situation would lead it to being spookier than the sunflower is because it's actual gore. Yeah. The, yeah, we're or using the sunflower's gore. creepiness was um based off of what its meaning was. Yeah, the the the, the sunflower's spookiness was supposed to come from um dread horror or like uh, basically a non-visceral yeah. horror. Yeah. Whereas this one was supposed to come off like this one would be using visceral horror, which is a the easiest way to scare and unnerve somebody. Mm-hmm. Is through a visceral experience. Yeah, it's the easy way, out, but yeah, effective enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
No, that was a that was a good um, suggestion there, Mikey. So are you guys talking about daffodils? That's what it was. I didn't remember the flower. <laughs> Man, we've got so many creepy bosses between now, between like, like that was I think, God, I think that was like this time last year when we did daffodils. Because it was around the same time we did Dylan, and that was around May last year. Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, the Dylan, the Dylan that was Tommy Wiseau, hmm. and a warlock. <laughs> Also, daffodil sunflowers, they're yellow flowers. You really think I can... How dare you, sir? <laughs> not compare sunflowers to daffodils. Also, no, it was dandelions. Damn it! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> wow, this pandemic has just, like, warped my mind. They're also yellow, honest. though. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. Like, it, it's not the pandemic. It's just my, my, my shitty old brain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It was dandelions. That's what they made scary. They they tried to make scary in that story. Okay. We don't need to talk about this again. But yes. <laughs> yes. No. No. Yeah. I. I just. I'm just bringing that up. Yeah. Like just clarifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Wow. Okay. Back to reality. Yep, yep. Back to back to the story at hand. Yeah. Donuts would have made it creepier. <laughs> <laughs> Review Cultist 2020. <laughs> Damn it, I wanted to make that a t shirt. That's what it made creepy. How? Out of context, that's so ridiculous. I love it. That's going to be, you know, that's going to have to be when I post when I post this episode. I got to remember that that quote and put that on the, uh, in the, at the top of the description and also put that as the accompanying uh, tweet when I, when I tweet this episode. Yep. Just that donuts would have made this creepier. <laughs> Review cultist 2020. <laughs> I want that on my tombstone. <laughs> uh, I hope people enjoy this. God, all right. Sorry, Mikey. It's all right. Uh, Alright, so my next note here is about the hair. So you sort of went into the hair where they had hair, like people hair. They were flat to the wall except for the hair. It was like the hair was three-dimensional and the rest of them was two-dimensional. Um, the first thing that for me came to mind was... Um, the opening theme to Whose Line Is It Anyway UK. <laughs> okay. Uh, because uh, basically in that, the um, the people basically have, their faces have been blacked out. Okay. Oh, so, so it's two-dimensional, but they still have their hair and their clothes and whatnot, which are three-dimensional. Oh, uh, like that was sort of an interesting thought yeah. um, of what it looked like. But then uh, thinking about it more, um, do these creatures have eyebrows and facial hair and body hair? I, I feel like it's, oh God, here's, here's, a, here's a scary thought. What if it's like a grotesque type of wig that they're wearing? So like... Like you have the idea of like them wearing wigs, like Quigley or like uh, I think Quigley the char- is the character from Lilo and Stitch. He starts wearing wigs and starts like really getting used to like having human hair. <clears throat> um, but make it more macabre in this sto- in this in, in this case where like the reason why they go after kids is they scalp them Ooh. and use and wear their hair. Like that's why where the where the hair comes from. It's comes it's the scalped hair of of the of their victims. So the maybe shadow could be like the spirit if, of the the kid that they killed or whatever. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, maybe tied into a shadow like a new, creature now. Yeah, and it's and maybe the oh fuck, maybe the maybe we got like an, an ectocology going on here where the shadow people, the shadow ghosts, are the shades or spirits of the the victim of of the uh, of the alpha one, which is the uh, the lady behind the door. And whenever she scalps a new victim, the the scalp, like the physical hair that is scalped 
becomes the um the anchor point for the spirit like the spirit is bound to that that hair and they have nothing but that hair as a physical uh like three-dimensional like manifestation otherwise they just have like otherwise they just appear as shadows hmm. i'm down like with they that have, they have no like physical expert like they can't express themselves any other way but through like the their physical uh like totem or anchor that they have I that, again that that would make it really good for for a little fears game where you make um the lady behind the door the main like monster and her one of her goals is to scalp the ch- uh, scalp children to to uh, to make her uh or to create uh, to to um to grow her pack or to grow her her tribe of shadow folk and so like when the kids die like or like the kids get a taken they're they're or like or like or yeah taken and and scalped they their spirits are basically pulled with their hair and so all they are is just the shadow figure with the scalp that's that's terrifying <laughs> hmm i think it works I have well to too because like it works well Sorry. too because like the the scalp is like right next to the brain and everything so it's like you're pulling like the entire like everything of that person out of them through their head. Yeah. You can even have it like, it's not even like the, the, the they're taking the brain, they're taking the chakras, which start. Oh, yeah. The, I don't mind. mean physically yeah. taking oh, the brain. I just mean like the connection of like, it's right there. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I was just, I was going with like, some, I was, uh, I was pulling in from like a more metaphysical thing. Like the, um, cause like, yeah, the brain is where the, where one of the chakras is. Well, what if like the shadow creature is basically using, the chakras uh and like that's like it's just it, when it when you see chakras in real in like the in the physical world it just appears as a shadow form around the uh the body maybe that's why it's all misshapen is because it's like been like pulled like it's just been like yanked out of a body yeah and so it's kind of like all like amorphous a little bit so like it doesn't have bones to like fully structure it just has the um uh the the strand of of chakra points as a as a as a skeleton Oh, I love how we're creating this whole like the the ecology to this these shadow things. Well, it's shit like this that the story needs for it to be awesome. Yeah, and also your description of the scalp is it a um much cleaner visual? In my mind, yeah. I don't have a note on this, but since we're talking about the visual and everything, that was the main purpose of Mikey's note here. Um, can you guys? how they looked how did you envision it did you envision it like there's the shape of the shadow person on the wall and let's say they are looking you're looking at a profile shot of them do you is there like one layer of hair on the wall in the shape of their hair or is it essentially there's a floating wig like a I, full three-dimensional hair yeah okay that that's where like my brain starts hurting a little bit when i try to think of this yeah because i i see it as a shadow person that is uh, that is as if they're on the wall, but they're they're in open space. So they're two dimensional, like flat shadow silhouettes in open three D space. Oh, so but, wait, do you mean to the point that like the entire wig can not even be on the wall? Yeah, to your vision, they're connected to the shadow behind them on the wall, but the wig exactly. floats towards you. Yes, but oh. it but it always looks like there is a shadow. Because because of like the weird perspective of that, um, when you see it coming towards you, it always looks like the shad. There is a, in fact, a shadow silhouette under the the wig. Even if it's just, even if somebody was like looking at it from another perspective, like while you're like, well, it's like focusing on you and not focusing on somebody else. Somebody else would just see a wig and a shadow below it, like kind of floating towards you. But when you're hmm. seeing it like up front, like in front of you, it looks like there's a shadow person walking towards you with a wig on yeah the way i envisioned it was essentially like everything's stuck to the wall so like as someone's moving when they move ahead if they move ahead an inch an inch more of hair just pops out of the wall an inch of the hair in the back pops into the wall so it's like growing in and out of the wall as it's moving around that's pretty fucking creepy that's the way i envisioned it this also like yeah, like this. This is definitely some like Japanese horror style like monster. Because yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like those things like are always like all there's there's like tons of them, like the Grudge, the Ring. Um, okay, more more the Grudge, like Juan, 
Um, it's all about like hair just appearing out of like weird, sp- uh, like weird spaces in your in your house, like in the yeah. corners, like dark hair, just like like kind of spidering out of like a corner of of your room, or like out of your mouth, or like behind underneath your covers, kind of thing. And then like the creature, and then the ghost grabs you. Um, there's actually a show on Shutter I just saw a trailer for that's called The Hair Ghost, and it's where the ghost is just hair. <laughs> Um, I don't know what it is about, uh, uh, like, it's an interesting, like, like, there's just something spooky or like, there's something unnerving when it, when the ghost is manifesting using hairs in, in Japanese horror. But, um, yeah, it's definitely something that's going on a killing spree. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cousin yeah. It's a little beaker. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mikey, how did you see the hair visual in this? Uh, well, I envisioned it like shadows, so how shadows lay, and then the hair was just there where the shadow ended type thing for the head. It's not like an entire wig, it's just the shape of the hair that yeah. would be appropriate on the shadow. Made sense. Yep. Yeah. Again, because it's not described super well, we took it different ways. Which, I mean, is fine. <laughs> being mainly, me and Mikey took the same, and you took it different. But that's fine. Yeah. Again, things are, like, again, people are meant to see things differently. Like Yes, 100%. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, Mikey, do you have anything more to go on with that? Uh no, as uh, Cameron Yellow stole my cousin it reference, so uh, <laughs> damn it, we're fine. Damn it. <laughs> it wasn't me this time. It wasn't me. How do you have a cousin it reference in there? I I referenced that to something that Altus was talking about that wasn't even directly connected to this. <laughs> do you have that written down? Yeah, I have it written down. He had it in the wings, and you stole it from him. Damn How it. does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> Feel shitty, dude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. That was my last note, anyway. So, okay. Yeah, at least I got out there. Hmm. All right. I suppose it's my turn then. Uh, I guess so. If Mikey's done. <laughs> I will take your, your silence. I'll take your silence as gospel. Uh, all right, gamer. Okay, so if the first paragraph is to be believed to be from the eyes of Nair, I wrote Nair at that point because I didn't know his name. You didn't Jack. know it was Jack. Yeah. At that point, um, however, um, how could he tell such detail in the car behind him? Yeah, he's I was kind of. He's in an Isuzu, which, from what I know, they're mainly instruction, uh, instructional vehicles. They're industrial vehicles, so like a cube van or some shit. Um, and oh, also, it's yeah. at night. And if he only has side mirrors sitting up higher than the car that's behind wait, him, so he has no. less of an angle. I thought the car was in front of them. Hang on, oh, the, the car passed them, but before. The car passed them. He saw yeah. these details. Okay. Yeah, this is where it falls apart. Yeah, the whole yeah. classic car at night. Like at night, all you can see typically is the uh, headlights. Even if they had the light on inside the car, you wouldn't be able to see shit. Hmm. In my opinion. Yeah, you're right. But um. Reading on a little more, when it brings up drunk people in the back, um, at that point, I'm like, okay, I guess it's not a cube van. And I did a little bit more research into it, and Isuzu stopped making um, normal cars in 2002. And timeline-wise, it fits for this, so they could be in a car. However, that doesn't really help much. It just means that they have a back window and a rearview mirror, but they're still not going to be able to see anything in the car behind them. Especially since now... They're at the same level as the car behind them, shining lights. And everything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't say. It doesn't say in that. 
paragraph that they they went past them. It just said that they pulled away from them. So they were, but yeah, still like it's it's it, at night like and unless you have like really good high beam, like really like unless you have really good lights, you can't. It's hard to see any even like through somebody's like wind like back windshield into like like maybe you could see their silhouettes like moving around. The but point that's that about it. the driver reached down specifically to fiddle with the radio. Yeah, no, that's that's what I mean. Like the that's passenger it's had a, a lot of detail about him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why again, that's what I mean. It's yeah. it's like a lot of detail. Like it's as if like it went from like third person to suddenly first person as the cinematic cut away. Yeah. <laughs> like we brought up earlier. Yeah, like mm. that's it's really what it feels like. It's like the, it was suddenly a cinematic. It was almost like it was it was almost like we didn't need that description at the beginning. <laughs> Hmm, like sure. we didn't need that car we could have just like had the the, the character start in their own car <laughs> driving hmm. maybe our own narrator jack is fiddling with the with the, the radio on the dash to start off with so that 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 way we get a little bit of a segue to the sporadic um uh jump scares of the radio or you know, the guys in the car behind them have some weird hacker tech where they like they use their radio to hack into Jack's radio and they heard the entire conversation about the shadow people and they're like okay so this, could be a, this could be a good in for us to like kill one of them and rob them so then and then they'll so blame it on the ghost so they're they broke through their firewall these yeah, totally. these asshole deckers this is just shadow from, run now. yeah this is just shadow run <laughs> This is straight up just Shadowrun, um, like twenty twenty sixty or twenty fifty. <laughs> mm, totally classic car. It's just the classic car. It's just it's just an uh, an Echo, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, yes. or or some like really like modern car now. <laughs> it's a classic car net there. Yeah, everything leads to our to our weird cyber dark cyberpunk fantasy future horror. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, yes. Anyways, moving on. Mm -hmm. So when Gabe starts telling the story, he goes like this. Well, uh, no, but I swear to God, Jack, that's when he calls him Jack. Um, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) This one time I was five. I remember flying. Then there's a few lines in between. And then he, then he continues talking about the story. I was about 11 and I remember laying in bed. Are you five or eleven in the in the story? I, I don't know. Yeah, like it was. It's like he he started up one. Like he it was like the I think the the flying thing was supposed to be like. Well, that's the only weird. Like this, I remember this thing when I uh, this dream where I flew. That was kind of weird. Anyway, here's this other story I have. Like that's what <laughs> it, it needed. Unnecessary information. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It needed like a se- a better segue than just like oh when I was five I start I I, I dreamed I could fly, and then when I was eleven. <laughs> But like it, it just goes to the eleven-year-old experience. So can we have this same thing happen last week? I I don't know. There was something completely unnecessary brought up, and it's like anyway oh, at the beginning and at the or was it with the uh, because the beginning and then the uh, the ending was like really weird. Oh, it was in the same sentence situation where something was brought up, and then it's like oh well. But then that has no, no bearing on the rest of what he's going to say. Okay, yeah, maybe. Um, I can't remember what it was, though. Uh, I have my things up here. Hang on. You know how some paintings of people have the eyes painted in such a way that the impression <laughs> of the subject's gaze follows you at different angles? Well, this didn't do that. So anyway. <laughs> and that was from Lost Episodes Can Be Found Again yes. by... Yep. Hopeless Night Owl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, exactly. That yeah, it's exa- it, that kind of sentence where it's like it brings up one thing and then it's like, well, that was that had nothing to do with this. <laughs> the, the, the topic at hand. Here we go. Yeah, but at least with this one, like it's like he was asked if he had ever experienced any kind of supernatural thing, and this felt like it was more like a he was trying to recall some things, but he didn't segue between the two things. No, at all. It, it would have been better if it was like. Well, I remember when I was five, it felt like I was flying and blah, blah, blah. However, when I was 11, yeah. this even weirder thing happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, Instead of him being both five and 11 at the same time, it's weird. Yeah. It's only weird if you take it that way. 
<laughs> I do. I definitely oh, do. Okay. So, next point. Radio turns on. Full blast. He says sorry and turns it back off. Continue your story. Radio turns back on. Full blast. He says sorry, turns it off, and lets him continue his story. Why doesn't he adjust the volume? First right? time it happens. Or even <laughs> well, the maybe... second time. Because, like, if it's some supernatural thing going on, show that it's something weird going on and not just a weird glitch. Because if he if he turns it off, it turns the volume way down to nothing, but it still comes on full blast. It's like, uh, why? Exactly. Yeah, that would have been like much better. It's like, I don't, I don't know what happened, dude. Like, I cranked like it's it's an analog. I dialed it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there shouldn't it shouldn't have dialed back up. Because then it would lead it to be okay. There's something weird going on. It's not just this car being weird. That was okay. There's something supernatural going on, not just his car being weird. Yeah, used weird to describe both sides of that. That's not how you do things. <laughs> and then uh, my last note is in regards to the ending. Okay. Uh, so in the morning, we found Gabe's feet up in a garbage bin behind the Waffle House next door. Yeah. So there's multiple ways I saw this. One oh, being God. him head first in the garbage can. Passed out or dead, because we don't know. Yeah. He's like laying on the ground, but like his feet are up in a garbage can that's also laying on the ground. Or or he has two false legs and he just lost them in a drunken stupor. He's actually been an amputee this entire time, but they never brought it up in the story. It doesn't matter. It doesn't influence the story. Why bother? Yeah. Or um, even more grotesquely, it's just his legs in the garbage can and nothing else. Oh, and, oh yeah. And he's like bleeding out somewhere or dead. Or he's just gone. Like he's just like he was like that's all they that's all they left the the shadow creature like left. Bite marks at the top of his legs. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like shark like shark bites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the whole point with that is it's such a muddy visual on the end. I don't really even know what I was supposed to see. Yeah. And since it's the big he was dead situation. I feel like it needed to be more visual. Yeah, it, it kind of falls better. Into, yeah, it, it kind of falls into the uh, uh, the old tropes of of like a, a campfire story or creepypasta, like a classic creepypasta, where they leave off on this like one on this one note, and it's supposed to just be like a, a quick quip, and then that's the end of the story. And you're like, wait, what? So if you just like think about it, if you don't think about it too much, it's like, whoa, that's kind of creepy. But if you think on it a little bit more. You're like, wait, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, but most of the time with stories like that, they would specifically say, like, and he died the next morning or something. This is so vague. I don't even yeah. know if he's dead. Exactly, yeah. And we all came to that conclusion, like, wow, this could be, like, so he's either dead in that dumpster or, or garbage bin, or he's just passed out, had, woke up with a popsicle stick in his mouth. It's just his prosthetic legs in there, and he's somewhere else past it. Exactly, yeah. There's so many ways to take it, I don't... I can't see what the ending's trying to tell me. Yeah. Since the ending is supposed to be that point where it's like, ha! Yeah! You know, gotcha! Dead! The end. <laughs> Dead! Fuck that guy! Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it just didn't hit me as hard as I feel like it was trying to. Yeah. Because sure. considering how sudden the ending was... Yep. No, I agree. Like it, it is a very sudden kind of ending, and like it, it leaves. All, it's very ambiguous as to like the fate of Gabe. <laughs> yeah. But that is it for like, my notes. Sorry, it, it's ambiguous, except that the that it it's it it's like it wants us to think the one thing, but it's been it's left it's too ambiguous that it, we're all going to think uh, like. Of a couple of other things on the in the process, mm. so it failed. <laughs> Just the word again, but it's weird because like his feet up in a garbage bin, like he could. The way that that's <laughs> said, he could be standing in the garbage bin. Like his feet are in the garbage bin. Feet are so up in just, the garbage bin. You know, they're not. He's not upside down in the garbage bin. I'm pretty sure that's it was insinuating that it, his feet were up. Like so, you can only see his feet in the garbage bin. Yeah, but the way it's worded, his feet found Gabe's feet up in a garbage bin. 
So like up in a garbage bin. So if you were laying against a wall, passed out with your standing up in a garbage bin, feet would be up in a garbage bin. Okay, I I would not go that way, but okay. <laughs> Regardless, it's yeah, it's not clear enough. Yeah, it does it does help point out the the fact that like yeah, this this ending kind of needs to be more defined. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. And is that the end of your actual thoughts? Sorry, I can't hear you. It, it hiccuped. Yes. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. <laughs> I, I just said that annoyingly for no reason. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, on to final thoughts then. Um, I do like the setup, and. It is a classic side dish creepypasta. Like, it's not going to take a lot of your time to read. It's got a pretty small uh, word count. Unfortunately, I feel like it's it's got it's got a lot of potential in it for its own short word count. Um, like, I recommend I partially recommend reading it if you just want like a, a the if you want like the seedling for a better for like a greater like creepypasta or even a game scenario fodder kind of thing. But this this could be developed into something so much more than what it is um so my it's really just like a half recommendation um just because of the uh the idea of like the shadow people wearing hair um and like the the fodder ism for it so that's my my recommendation mikey uh well i'm not gonna recommend it because the uh as Gamer pointed out at the beginning, you wouldn't be able to determine that the car passing you was a, an oldies car or Table. anything about the people inside the car. Oh, the car you could see. You could the people you know inside cars, of the problem. You would yeah. know what car it is, especially since it passed. Yeah, like I, 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 I can recognize. Like it's we're, we don't you don't live in a in a complete void at night <laughs> like i if, if a car passes i've had a, a cars pass me in uh, on my drive home from work in the middle of the night and i know that i'm like passing it's a it's a an or it's a uh, like a gray suv or a minivan or some some old car also if like, it's got yellow lights it's an old car okay that's good to know um but yeah like the the issue is that like all the details that we see inside the car because that's yeah, a lot more yeah. difficult to acquire to, to acquire details of at night. Yeah. Even with even if it's even if the car is in front of the 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 the, the driver uh, like Nair, or Jack's car and his lights are going through the uh, the windshield like the, the back windshield, it would be difficult to discern as much detail as we glean from the that thing. It's also kind of superfluous, like like it's. It's it's almost like it's bordering on like flavor text or like a, kind of like a set set dressing for like the setup of the story, but it's also kind of a red herring because unless those are the killers that killed Gabe at the end of the story, like maybe they saw maybe while when they were looking at like if, if something had been added at the end where they they saw the that old that classic car drive out of the the Waffle House and then that's when they found Gabe's uh, Gabe dead in the in the garbage bin. Then there's some reason to have that, but otherwise it's just kind of a superfluous set dressing at the beginning of the story mm. that really didn't need to be there. Yeah, and yeah, my other issues with the with the ending about how we have the monster, supposed monster that he were told about, how they like donuts and think the guy's face looks like a donut, and then he's just in a dumpster at the end, just doesn't flow very well. It well, if this, been, if this had been Canadian, it would have been a Tim Hortons, not a Waffle House. The problem is the Waffle House is superfluous, is basically synonymous in America to a donut shop. <laughs> well, yeah, but what he's getting at is it, it's weird how there's all this donut paraphernalia shoved in her face and then it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, so for me, um, and not recommend it. Uh, the start of it is very confusing with the tense. Uh, there's too many characters in this story, considering how short it is, and 
it's a really one-sided story because there's all these characters we could have different points of view on all these characters but we don't like all jack did was drive all the girls did was sleep the the two guys in the muscle car all they did was pass them they didn't really need to be there this entire story could just be gabe telling the story so for how short of a story this is which i'm thankful for because um I was, uh, I was trying to beat Banjo-Kazooie last night. And, and um, I'm like, god damn, this game's long. It's taking me way longer to beat than freaking Republic Commando that I played on May the 4th. And I'm like, what time is it? It's five. Oh, okay. I need to read a story. <laughs> so thankfully it was short. I was wow. happy in that. But, um, <laughs> but I did it, and I'm alive. And now I need to go to sleep. Oh, it's fine. Um, But that being said, it's a really short story, but even though it's short, there's a lot of fat that needs to be cut off, in my opinion, because there's a lot of just unnecessary things happening. Like, we brought up repeatedly all these things that happen and go nowhere. There's there's red herrings, and then there's unnecessary stuff. The red herrings have a point. All this unnecessary stuff is just unnecessary. My opinion. I mean, to be fair, red herrings are good sometimes, but not when like there's. That's a, what I'm a saying. They are. I, I'm yeah. not saying red herrings are bad. They're they're good when they have a purpose, where it's supposed to make you think one way, and then oh no, it's something else. But just a bunch of stuff that comes up that goes nowhere. Yeah. The, the donut thing was almost a red herring. It's like his face wasn't eaten off. He didn't die in a donut store. None of that stuff, but. And like the radio interference, so the story goes nowhere. Yeah, I think it's not shown to be supernatural, so it could just be his vehicle being, being a bitch. Yeah, they definitely like were too hemming and hawing about the um, the radio. That like, I feel like it should they at, at the second or third time it happened, they should have like made it seem like okay, there that wasn't like him just accidentally slipping on it. Like he lowered, he turned it off, and it turned back on. Like I think that would have <clears throat> made it a little bit more supernatural, a little give it a little bit more of a creepy factor than just a weird happenstance. Also, I have no idea how he could have accidentally turned that on. If he has both <laughs> hands on the wheel, how? He's just trying to like rationalize things. Like I think it is supposed to be something spooky and supernatural, but he's rationalizing. Yeah, uh, the ending is confusing and whether or not he even died. And like his death almost doesn't even seem to be because of the story. It doesn't really have any impact on me. So it's just weird. I can't recommend it because it, because of all the things I just said. And also it's, it's too much like other stories that you could read, like traditional campfire stories, like you said, but it's, it's too tropey, but not in a good way. I like the shadow creatures. They're interesting. Especially if it's um they need to be described more in the way in their visuals cuz Mikey and I saw it one way, Colta saw it another way. But uh yeah, yeah that's about it. All right. Uh, that has been this week's episode. So, if you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where they could post it with it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh you can send us tweets and get a hold of us on Twitter at uh, Mikey's at uh, East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W because his name's too damn long. Um, and you can also get a hold of me uh, at Review Cultist. Uh, if you'd like to send us emails, you can go to aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like to discuss in the show. Hey, you know what? You guys can also do that on our Twitters, um, not just talk to us or comment on us. Um, you can send us uh, SCPs, creepypastas, creepy videos, like AR, uh, like Slender Vlog stuff or ARG series, just the creepy kind of stuff that's on the internet that uh, that revolves around creepypasta. Um, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis, and select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To the patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. 
for the listeners and the authors of these stories and our show. Thank you guys immensely because, well, without your listenership, we really wouldn't have much of a show. And for the authors, we really wouldn't have much of a show without your, without your stories. So thank you. Uh, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.